Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play from the STMM Digital Studio, the digital marketing and advertising arm of uh, Super Talk Mississippi Media from the STMM Digital Studio. I'm thrilled to be here on Monday, September the 11th, man. You look, gosh, amazing. September the 11th, 2001. I remember exactly where I was. I had just become publisher of the Sun-Herald, and we were at a reception in our conference room. The first plane had already flown into the uh, the, the first World Trade Center, and I we, we were still trying to process what, what had happened. And uh, and then we had the we had the TV on, and I was welcoming a group of community leaders to this little reception, including them in this celebration of me becoming publisher of the Sun Hero. And while we were in that meeting, the second airplane flies into the the, the second building, and um, and I literally I looked over at Stan Tyner, who's the executive editor of the Sun Herald at the time, and I said, um, you know, I think it, f- it feels strange to be in this moment, and uh, I think it would be wrong for us to continue. A reception honoring this this you know me becoming publisher of the Sun Herald, you know I, I think we should uh, we should have a, a moment of silence for the people who are obviously being killed in this moment, and then Stan and I are going to go downstairs and talk about doing a special uh, edition of the Sun Herald, which we did. We went downstairs and that's what we did. But it was a defining moment for our country. I'd only been publisher of the Sun Herald for for about four weeks. And uh, life changed for all of us. Uh, now, 22 years ago, whew, man, think of the changes that have happened in the past 22 years. Lord, how mercy. Wow. September the 11th. Anyway, we're going to shift gears now. We're going to move over to my friend Kenny Holloway, who's the mayor of the city of Ocean Springs and someone I really enjoy catching up with. We're actually going to spend the whole show with him today, catching up on some of the urban renewal efforts that they're doing in their city. And we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to be mayor in the city you grew up in, something I love to, to uh, get his latest thoughts on. But without any further ado, let me welcome my friend uh, Kenny Holloway back to the Ricky Matthews Show. How you doing, Kenny? I'm good, Ricky. Thank you for having me. I was just listening to you talk about uh, uh, 9-11 and, uh, you know, everybody, there, there's certain defining moments in, in your life. And, and that's one that uh, if you lived, you know where you were that day. Uh, and uh, since you shared where you were, I'd like to share a little bit about what I was doing that day. Yeah. Because uh, at that time, uh, you know, I was the uh, I was living in Biloxi. And my children were going to Nativity, and uh, Wes Fulmer and I were having a meeting with uh, at the Biloxi Chamber of Commerce, uh, the old building on the beach there, with Kimberly uh, Krim, Kimberly, Kimberly Nastasi. Anyway, uh, she came in and she just, you know, like somebody, had, you know, just sucked the wind out of her and started talking about it. And we watched the TV and saw one of the planes crash and. Um, I immediately just just left and went right to the school and uh, walked in and Sister Mary Jo was there and uh, uh, 
uh, just wanted to, you know, hey, you know, just a friendly face. You know, if you need something, let me know. How are the children? You know, so there was just all kinds of emotions that ran through us that day and into the and into the next weeks, you know, and months, you know, as that, that all unraveled there. So many stories, uh, so many feelings that, uh, uh, you know, you still harbor that that many years back. It's really something. Yeah, it's, a, it's, in, it's interesting because uh, I once wrote about the about Hurricane Katrina. Uh, in the book, uh, in the forward I, I wrote for Haley Barber, America's uh, Haley Barber's book, America's Great Storm, that the let's see the the previously unimaginable became the uh, undeniable reality, and that really fits with September the 11th as well. That who could have ever imagined that this incredibly coordinated effort by these hijackers. Uh, using you know box knives, and you know, we know the whole story obviously by now. We could have never imagined that they would do such a thing and fly planes into buildings. And in in a lot of ways, the the sort of the America had to grow up in that moment. Our kids and all of us had to grow up in that moment and realize that we were part. Of, we live in a place where there's evil. And and it's just going to be part of the conversation from now on. But it was a very transformative time, and uh, you know I'll never forget it. And I, I I often said in the days that followed that life as we knew it will never be the same again. And it, and it's still true today, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, we have um, you know, we've been through storms, and you know we know how uh, devastating those kind of disasters. And I, that was a disaster can be. You know, but. Uh, Got to forge ahead. America learned a lot about resiliency. You know, I talk a lot about the resiliency we learned after Hurricane Katrina, but America learned a lot about resiliency. And in a moment, you know, we were actually all together. You know, I, I wish, I wish we could, we could be back there. It's interesting. September September 11, 2001, uh, 22 years ago, we didn't have social media. You know, we didn't have smartphones. <laughs> think, think, you know, smartphones, smartphones didn't come about until two years after Hurricane Katrina. Think about it. We didn't that. graduate from bag phones, though. Uh, say it again? I said we had graduated from bag phones by then. Though. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But you know, you think about—I mean, the smartphone that, as we know, the iPhone wasn't even introduced by Steve Jobs until 2007. So, what that what that tool that tool in everyone's hand it certainly allows everyone to be a reporter for good or for bad. It allows everyone to sort of be able to touch a lot of people rapidly if they if you know whatever their own becomes uh, becomes viral in nature. Uh, it, it, it enables us to be divided rapidly. <laughs> so you know, unfortunately, that's just the tool. And you know, I've, t- I've said it a lot. Whether we're talking about on the national level or whether we're talking about being mayor of the city. Um, there's a lot of great that comes from social media. There's a lot of bad that comes from social media. And it's tough to be a public figure in the day of, uh, of everyone being a reporter and everyone being on social media. It's tougher, isn't it? it is. Yeah, I was getting coffee this morning. And uh, I get coffee downtown every morning right from a walk. And uh guy looked at me and said, man, I don't know how you do it. He said, I could never do it. And... Uh, I said, you know, it is. It's it, it has its days. It really does. It can it can wear on you. Uh, you gotta you gotta have thick skin to be in this business, and you've got to, uh, uh, you know, 
there's, there's several things you have to have to be successful. You have to have good people working around you, you know, and, and I do have that. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a scary tool that that uh, phone is right now. It really is. Uh, well, yes, yeah, people in multiple ways. Yeah, let's for, let's for, let's let's reflect on that a little bit because I, you know, I I've managed major media change in the day of social media. I mean, my name is tre- trended on Twitter before, just to kind of give you a f- sense of that. So, you, when you're in a position like that. Um, what 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 enables you? What holds you up? What buoys you? Is a confidence that what you're doing is right. That you're moving in the right. You're doing something that's going to save a company, or you're doing something that's going to strategically adjust the company in a way that enables it to stand the test of time and not die in the next couple of years. You know, you're, you're same thing with the city. I mean, you, you, the thing that buoys you, Kenny, is first of all, the fact that you came from, you, you grew up in Ocean Springs and you're now you're the mayor of a city you grew up in. And when, when you, and by the way, Ocean Springs, a, a, a mostly bedroom community of extraordinarily educated people who are really, really engaged in the community. We've talked about all those things before. What buoys you is, first of all, a confidence that what you, the vision you have and that the city council has and the city has, for the most part, moving forward is one that you can be excited about and be passionate about. And anytime you make changes, anytime you make changes in anything, I don't care what level you're at, the human reaction to change, I don't care how much you accept change, is to oppose change. People just oppose change. Now, some people hang in there opposing change longer than others. And because they have social media, they can say things that they would never really say to your face. In most cases, that's true. But um, but it does require you to study harder, to work a little harder, to have more confidence in your vision so you can stand sort of the, the pushback that can come at times. That's true, though, isn't it? That's, that's very true. It's very true. Um, and uh, and I get it. You know, it's always not in my backyard. You know, that's that's, you know, no one wants any change in their backyard. And uh, but but what we're doing is, uh, you know, we're 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 going through our comprehensive plan right now. You know, that that is kind of the blueprint of how the city moves forward. And uh, and if the city's not growing and moving forward, you're going backwards. And, yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if that's the case, then, you know, uh, you're not going to be able to provide the services that people are accustomed to and they, and they want. So it's a delicate balancing act. I know you and I've talked about it before. You know, it's um, you, you gotta you gotta grow the city the right way. You gotta protect what makes Ocean Springs special. And uh, you know, and there's some growing pains, but uh, I believe overall that you know we're we're making the right decisions. We're not uh, we're studying it and uh, we're making informed decisions. So. That's what we can do. Hey, why don't we do this? When we come back on the other side, we'll talk a little bit about that strategic planning process and why it's so critical and why you have to be thinking in these ways if you want your city to, to move forward. Um, we'll continue our conversation with the mayor of the city of Ocean Springs, Kenny Holloway, when we return. See you after this break. and 
love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the STMM Digital Studio. I have my friend, the mayor of the city of Ocean Springs, Kenny Holloway. And when we went to break, we're talking about creating a vision for your city. And the way you get to a vision, incidentally, is you have to you have to really be engaged in a strategic planning process. I'm going to paint kind of a, a high level view of this, Kenny, and then you can sort of you know talk about how the city falls within all of this. But okay. one of the things we all learned in college was if you have a degree in business is that for you know I, I wish if I had a dollar for every time a professor said this to me I'd be rich today and that was that the moment that a business this could be for you individually incidentally as well but the moment a business or a city decides they have arrived at that moment they start to go backwards that's just that's just the reality, and you you must be committed to constant improvement, and by doing that, you're looking at market data and market information. You're seeing where opportunities are. You're seeing where you're struggling, and whatever. I had the opportunity to leave strategic planning for Knight Ritter, the parent company for the Sun Herald, and learned got to work with some great um, consultants and learn a wonderful process. But essentially, what when you think about a strategic planning process, what you're what you're going to do is you're going to understand. It's a lot very data driven. There's some qualitative analysis as well. In other words, what do people think, and you know, get input from people, etc. But you, what you want to do is you want to do a current process analysis. You want to look at what is the current situation. Where are we strong? Where are we weak? Where are there opportunities? Where are there things that need to be improved? Where are we as it relates to infrastructure? The city is spending tens of millions of dollars on infrastructure, incidentally, as we speak. That's going to actually enable future things to happen, and then. What you do is you kind of set that aside for a second and you say, okay, what what did learning about all those things do to help us say, okay, what does the city want to be as it continues to move forward? Some of those things are things that are you're inspired by that make the city special, the special sense of place of the city, the watch, walkable community, the neighborhoods, these things. You, you want to preserve those and you want to understand how do they fit in the context of the vision going forward. Some of it's about learning what other communities have done and looking at best practices in cities around the country and saying, okay, what, do, what can we learn from them that we could apply here that would help us not only preserve what we think is best about this city, but, but at the same time, maximize this opportunities to bring to you know, increase the economic base to increase the number of businesses that pay taxes in our city, et cetera. Um, it's a valuable process to go through, isn't it, Kenny? It is. It's um. It's valuable. It's expensive too, <laughs> yeah. but it's valuable. And uh, and uh, you know we uh, we committed to that two years ago when I was elected. The comprehensive plan, uh, which is our blueprint for growth, um, and how we how we go forward. It, it was uh, 14 years old. That uh, you know, there's a lot that's happened in 14 years, uh, as we talked about earlier. But uh, you know, it should be you know the, the dust should be knocked off of that about every 10 years. Uh, and it's projecting out 20 years. So, uh, you know, one thing that's coming out of that is uh, we, we, we formed a, uh, we're forming a redevelopment authority. Uh, and we've got five very bright minds, very diverse minds uh, on, this, on this committee. And uh, in order to make that happen, we had to have an urban renewal plan. Uh, so uh, we, we hired a planner, we had our own planner, 
and uh, and an attorney that kind of put this map together. Um, and uh, and it's six locations, six uh, quadrants throughout the city. Uh, but we figured, uh, and they figured, you know, if Ocean Springs is to grow, this is where it needs to grow, and this is a tool to help us grow, and um, and to help us grow right. So uh, a lot of um, a lot of planning goes into it. Uh, a lot of uh, research. Uh, it's it's by statute, so some of the language in there is kind of harsh, but it's not anything that uh, we don't have the uh, the power, the authority to do as a city right now. But um, you know, we're hoping that um, we can attract some. Uh, uh, some financial help for people who want to improve their properties, um, and uh, and that's what that's what it's all about. There was a lot of discussion locally about uh, the city just going to make a land grab and take these houses and run these people out of their their houses and you know uh, make a concrete you know city out of it, which is far far from the truth. You know, uh, if you've ever been around. Uh, an eminent domain situation, which I was around a big one at the IP uh, in Biloxi. Um, you know, you got you know you got to know that if you don't have something that stands up in court, a judge is not going to let you just go take somebody out of their house and put them somewhere else. I mean, that's just not the way it works. But you know, when we go back to social media, you know, how do we protect? Uh, you know, uh, get our message across? Well, you can't. You can't contact, you know, 400 different parcel owners in this urban renewal plan individually. So we try to get that message out uh, through social media and shows like yours. Hey, well, Kenny, what's interesting about this and the best cities in America have taken a similar approach. It just, again, change is not easy. But it, but if you're if you're if you're working toward a vision that the majority of the citizens can buy into, that would create more opportunities for the city to be successful, not just in terms of I would say in terms of building a, a diversified economic base that's got a lot of moving pieces to it. You got to do this, and you know, as you said, you think about you know the conversation you and I had about the uh, significant infrastructure improvements that are happening in the city and that will happen in the city over the course of, I guess, many years. It's uh, you know people don't want to talk about water and sewage and all these you know basic elements as it you know relates to the infrastructure. Uh, that's but that's the nerdy detail of success of a city because if you don't have the bones, you can't you can't begin to build the muscle in the city. Um, the same thing is true. You, you talked about having urban planners and lawyers involved in this. As I came to really appreciate after Hurricane Katrina, that it's in the code and then in the ordinances and in the zoning where the success really happens. You know, this is where you protect the sense of place that everyone has fallen in love with, and you enhance that. And this is where you make where development might occur more profoundly understood going forward. But but again, just like with infrastructure, success is in those details, isn't it? Right. Yeah, we, um, you know, we identified uh, third, uh, right at $30 million worth of infrastructure needs immediately. Uh, currently, we're with the, with the uh, ARPA money, we're able to uh, address almost 17 million of that. So, you know, out of something that was very bad, you know, we're going to be able to take advantage of it and uh, and, and fix some of the, um, you know, the older parts of our city. Ocean Springs is, you know, 30 years old. We, um, 
we've got uh, crumbling pipes. We've got streets that need to be rebuilt, uh, and 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 also we've um, we've been able to uh, forge some relationships in Jackson uh, to help us uh, with some of these infrastructure needs too. Um, you know, Washington Avenue here uh, south of Porter, going to the beach, it floods on a high tide. Uh, so with the help of Tideland's funds and uh, Go Mesa funds, we're going to be able to rebuild that entire stretch of road. And I'm talking about just laying an asphalt level over. We're talking about new water, new sewer, new drainage, elevating it about four feet uh, to keep it out of uh, from flooding frequently. Uh, so, yeah, there's you know there's a laundry list of things we uh, we we do and, and we need to do and, and we keep keeping our eye on that, and trying to um, trying to. Uh, uh, make make the city better, in, you know, from the basically under the ground up. But, uh, if you don't have a strong tax base, uh, you know that you, you get behind and not catch up, ever catch up. So it's a it's a balancing act. Like I always say, you know, it's um, people want the services. Well, we want to give them the services, but we have to be able to afford those services in order to give them what they're looking for. So growth is going to happen. I've been to several cities around the southeastern United States where you go to their downtown, it's boarded up, you know, there's vacancies, uh, empty buildings, you know, that's not what we have in Ocean Springs and that's not where we want to be in Ocean Springs. We've got a vibrant little community here and uh, we need to keep it vibrant uh, and I think we will. There's been a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of talk about um, uh, new bars coming and adding more bars and people don't like that. But really what's going on is people are taking the same locations and just upgrading them tremendously. Uh, Kenny Williams is, uh, he is, uh, just taking a couple of new locations and, uh, and upgrading those. Um, you know, we got a buddy over at the, at Knuckleheads. He took uh, an old, um, uh, Heath Allen, he took an old, uh, service station and created a neat little sports venue out of it with, you know, great food and so forth. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that are going on. The, the hospital, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that, but the hospital is growing in Ocean Springs. The school district is, we got a new superintendent, uh, you know, the school district is, is vibrant. You know, I, I tell people what makes Ocean Springs special is three things. But what keeps it moving is three things, our medical community, our high school, our school system, and our downtown area. Those are three very important issues. There is no doubt about that. Hey, when we come back on the other side with Kenny Holloway, the mayor of the city of Ocean Springs, we'll continue the conversation about all these important details that have to be figured out if you want to reach a vision for the city that gives it the opportunity to maximize its opportunities while preserving its sense of place. Boy, that's a delicate balance and you got to really you really got to pay attention to the details. When we come back we'll continue the conversation. Why we all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthew show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the STMM Digital Studio. I have my friend, the mayor of the city of Ocean Springs, Kenny Holloway. And uh, change is not easy, man. Change is not easy. But you, here's the interesting thing. 
You can either do change in a way that is planned. In other words, you've you've nailed down to the best of your ability where what the zones in the in the in the city need to be. You've nailed down what your building codes need to be. You've done everything in your in, in your in your power to uh, to sort of write all those codes and indoctrinate them into the way the city is going to grow, so that people can understand what the rules are, and then you really can turn developers loose. And I'm going to talk talk. A a bit more about that in a second. Or you can still go forward and do it serendipitously. But either way, you're going to have things that you're either going to make changes by exception. In other words, a great project comes up and you go in there and you have to make a one-off and you keep you make keep making one-offs. If you go that route, Kenny, what you end up with is a city you don't really want because the evolution of these changes is just serendipity is prevailing instead of the first approach that I was talking about where a vision prevails. And there's there's a much more orderly, much more thoughtful process about how to preserve what makes this city so special. And you're trying to avoid the second part. You don't want this to happen serendipitously. You want it to happen in a way that's extraordinarily understood and that gives the city the best opportunity for success. That's true, isn't it? It is. It's kind of like um, it's trying to like trying to add on to your house without an architect, you know. Um, and before you know it, you've got you know a, a hodgepodge of stuff going on. So, you know, we're we're uh, you know using the resources you know that we have available and and, uh, and hiring some smart people to help us. And uh, and that's um, you know it's a, there, there's a plan. You know, there's a plan to. Uh, to grow and, and to uh, to develop the right way, um, you know, and I'm, I'm not talking about the next two years or the next six years, you know, we're talking about some generational changes uh, that uh, if we don't take advantage of it right now, we'll never have that opportunity again. Yeah, you I have think. to. I used to say in strategic planning, you have to begin with the end in mind because there are steps that need to be taken that will enable other things to happen. If you don't take those steps today, you may not ever have the opportunity for them to happen in the future. And that's why, you know, you say the process is expensive. It is expensive for a reason because there's a massive amount of data that's being collected. A lot of best practice information is being brought together. And when you start really zeroing in on, okay, this is, we're getting pretty close on this vision. When you start to sort of create the details that we talked about the last segment that, you know, in zoning and so on, it's a lot of work. I mean, this, this, this. I mean, you, there's you can you have to take the point of view when you're getting into that level. We can't leave a stone unturned. We have to really understand how all this might play out, and uh, and it's a it's very detailed, isn't it? It's very detailed and it's very um, mentally exhausting sometimes because you know you're thinking about uh, you're thinking about generations, you know, and. Uh, and what what they're going to say 20 years from now when they look back or 30 years from now and look back at, about the changes that are made, you know, this year, next year and the years to come. So you want to make sure you do it right. Um, you don't get a second shot at, at a lot of the stuff we're talking about. So, um, you know, I just want people to, uh, you know, people say, well, what do you what do you want them to say in, in, uh, in 20, 25 years, you know, about your administration? And, uh, and the board and all, I said, I just wanted to say those guys and ladies 
uh, you know, made the right decisions for Ocean Springs. You know, yeah. protected Ocean Springs. They grew up. They grew Ocean Springs, and uh, you know, and they did it the right way. And that's really, at the end of the day, that's all you can hope for in, in politics. No, I I, t- I totally agree with you. And there's no way to go through a process like that without naysayers, without some uh, being incredibly change averse. Um, that's why the role of the mayor is so critical, and the, the role of the city council is so critical, and those em- employees engage in the process. Your ability, one conversation at a time, to be able to describe the vision, because you know, I, I, it's so true that it's hard to get from here to there without a roadmap. And when we can all agree on what the roadmap is. It makes it easier. And I, let's tell you, I think about something Haley Barber said a lot after Hurricane Katrina. He said, look, the state and the federal government and to some extent local governments are going to help people get back on their knees. But it's private investments that's going to help us get back on our feet. So we've got to think about what are the things that we can do that enable and, – and by the way, he, one of the other points he made, and I think this is important to understand before I even get to the second part that I was going to mention, and that is that when you think about private investors, they have, they have their choices. They can go to that community over here or they can go to Alabama or Florida or Georgia. I mean, they got their choices. You know, what, you know, so don't think that they're just going to do business in Ocean Springs. They got it. They got. They can go to Starkville if they want to, or Oxford, or Long Beach, or you see. Get the point. It's extremely competitive. So the point that he was making is that you have to make it so that developers understand how the money they're going to be spent today that it's going to be protected in a way that because it's part of a bigger bigger vision. If we didn't have that vision, they're going to be least likely to to spend tens of millions of dollars because they're worried about you know the serendipity of the city and where this might take us so the point is government can help you get back on your on your knees but it's private investments is going to help you get where you really want to go and what you're really trying to do is provide a cadre of 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 segments of the economy those investors that are supporting that whether it be boutique hotels or or whatever housing whatever restaurants, you mentioned bars, whatever it might be. You're trying to provide a framework where they can make smart decisions and they can choose Ocean Springs. That that way, the Condries of the world and the Joe Cloyds of the world, and you mentioned uh, Knuckleheads and others, these people, the, the, the Nico family, these folks that are investing millions of dollars in your city, you're providing with for them a roadmap for them to be able to spend the money. And that's what's behind all this, isn't it? It is. It is. We, uh, you know, you talk about those folks who have made investments in Ocean Springs, and uh, and they've made smart investments. You know uh, what? You know, you talk about it competitive. It is competitive, but part of that competitiveness also is in, uh, attracting the right uh, investor and the right developer. You know, and some of them may not want them to come. You know, you know, uh, I've been a little bit criticized because of uh, you know the housing situation and. And, uh, you know, just the lack of apartments in Ocean Springs. Well, you know, we um, um, we have a moratorium on apartments uh, being built. And, and the reason it is because of uh, infrastructure, uh, not only infrastructure of water, sewer drainage, but our school system. You know, our school system is busting at the seams right now. Everybody wants to be in Ocean Springs for the school system. And so we, you know, we got to, we've got to, uh, we talk with the this district and find out, you know, how their growth is happening, what their plans are uh, for the future. There's going to, 
you know, the school district is getting ready to have to put some money in buildings. And, uh, you know, we want to we want to help, uh, you know, help them any way we can uh, to, to plan for that also. So, uh, you know, there's there's several different uh, groups that we try to, uh, to to talk with while we're doing these improvements. Uh, some of it's some of it's right there in your face. We know what a street's falling in. Uh, but you know, some of them we don't know. We don't know what uh, what the growth of of these larger organizations are, what their plans are. So we try to try to talk and keep uh, you know keep up with them and, and make those decisions jointly on how we how we move forward. Um, but the you know, and 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 every decision we make uh, about growth and about development, you know, we've got to look what is basically uh, made Ocean Springs special, and it's the old town of Ocean Springs. And, and that, we, we cannot mess that up. And uh, we, we've got to keep that, that charm, that small fishing village uh, feel. Uh, and uh, and I, think, I think we're doing a good job of it. I mean, there are probably people that don't think we are, but I think we are, and I think the mass, vast majority of our residents think we are. Uh, you know, we've, we've got some improvements coming to the beachfront. Uh, I think it'll be a very friendly, uh, family-friendly uh, attraction uh, with our marina and event center. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's not really designed for tourists, but I'm sure tourists will take advantage of it. We're hoping to have uh, at least some transient boat slips where people can come in and, and spend uh, a day in Ocean Springs or spend uh, a week in or a month in Ocean Springs. But primarily, it's a venue for uh, our young families. We have a lot of young families in Ocean Springs, and it's a place where they can take their children down and play in the sand and get some food from a food truck and, you know, just, just spend a nice day on the beach. Hey, listen, um, you, you need only spend time walking around in downtown Ocean Springs or go to social media and see what uh, people who are, who are visiting the city say of the city. Um, you just you just experience your own experience of being there, and um, boy, the city's city's in a good spot. And if you can just preserve that that wonderful sense of place that everyone is drawn to, this walkable community that defines what a walkable community can be about, um, you got a lot to look forward to. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the mayor of the city of Ocean Springs, Kenny Holloway. We'll see you after this. to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the final segment of the Ricky Matthews Show from the STMM Digital Studio. I've got my friend Kenny Holloway, the mayor of the city of Ocean Springs. And uh, listen, I, we're lucky in coastal Mississippi because there are these we are these collection of communities each with its own special sense of place. You've heard me say it a billion times, but it's true. And um, you've got we got a great crop of mayors, incidentally, that are, that are working together for the most part to uh, to help. You know, first of all, help each other when they can. 
but then also, you know, focusing on the th- their common issues. And um, we, you know, we're in a good spot in, Miss- in in coastal Mississippi at this at this stage of the game. As it relates to Ocean Springs, wonderful sense of place. Who can deny that? I have a sister who lives in Gulf Shores. Her, my sister Mitzi, and her husband Mac, and uh, you know, they they love it there. Um, I, every chance, Ann and the kids and I get a chance to go to downtown Ocean Springs to have dinner or whatever. We we love it there. And then when I'm boating, I always I always get my gas at Kenny Dinero's over at Ocean Springs Harbor because first of all, I love Kenny and you know what he's built there. But he's also competitive. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a great place to go get gas. And I love to visit with him and the others that sort of congregate there when we're getting gas in the mornings. But um, yeah. it's you know the city is a is a a collection of characters, doesn't it, my friend? It is a collection of characters. Uh, it it really is, and it, it's 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 really neat, really, because uh, you know Kenny, you know, he tries to play that old, you know, rough, rough, um, you know, sailor guy. We call him the pirate. Um, but anyway, he, he, you know, we got a lot of interesting characters. But you you were talking about uh, the coast, and um, each city has its own different thing and that's what makes the whole gulf coast special and work i was i was invited uh last week to celebrate the uh anniversary of katrina at the aquarium and uh and billy and uh mayor hughes and i uh, were on the panel or the, the podium with the governor and and uh congressman wicker senator wicker and uh you know and i got uh i got to about five minutes and um and Fofo was there and, and some of the other mayors from around the coast, you know, and I mentioned it. I said, you know, uh, we uh, we're competitive. You know, each city is competitive uh, with each other. But we also know what's good for one is good for the whole. And um, and I think, you know, you're right. Uh, maybe the first time ever. Maybe in, ever. In yeah, I agree. Coast that yeah. yeah. All the mayors get together. We all get along. Uh, we share our best practices and, you know, what we're dealing with. Uh, we do it in Jackson County with our four mayors here, but we also do it throughout the coast. And it's it's very uh, unique. Um, it is. It's it very looks, unique it's, it's just, to have that. The people on the Gulf Coast is fortunate Kenny, to have that right now. It, it's, as the former publisher of the Sun-Herald and had a wonderful mentor in Roland Weeks, it is um, it is unprecedented, and it is really a moment in time where you've got a great collection of mayors who care deeply about their cities, but who understand that the that the, the rising tide of coastal Mississippi is going to lift all boats, and that's why when say Billy Knight has to deal with a tornado, you're one of the first to go help him, and that's it's just amazing to see this all play out. And um, as someone who has a wonderful perspective on this. You know, in myself, um, I love talking about it because I know how important it is. It did, we didn't have this after Hurricane Camille. We have it now after Hurricane Katrina, and and we've we've gotten better and better and better, and we're in a really defining moment now. And I think every mayor should be judged by his ability to not only protect his turf, but also find the common issues that allow him to connect as well with the other mayors of Coastal Mississippi. It's a great thing. Hey, listen, speaking of sense of place, you got Walter Anderson uh, uh, Festival and all kinds of neat things coming, cruising you know, right around the corner. It's a it's a good play, good time to be in that city, isn't it? Yeah, we've got it. We've got a busy fourth quarter coming up. Uh, we wrap up our uh, 
final Friday at the Fort, the concert series we've been doing uh, this this month, the last Friday in September. Prior to that, we've got the um, the Mississippi Songwriters Association, their festival, which is really a neat little festival. Not uh, it's not overly crowded. It's growing in venues, but it's kind of like uh, Ocean Springs turns into a small Nashville for a weekend, and uh, you can just walk around and, and pop in and out of different venues and. And, uh, and listen to people who write the songs uh, and yeah. the stories. It's pretty pretty interesting. It's real interesting. There's some uh, award-winning uh, songwriters here for that. And then uh, then cruising cranks up. Ocean Springs is a great venue for cruising under the oak trees. Uh, and then Peter Anderson. Uh, we've got our cemetery tour going to happen again in October. Uh, we've got the Christmas at the Mary C. Uh, we're wrapping up. We'll be wrapping the oak trees here right after Peter Anderson. So we're going to wrap the oak trees up and light up the avenue like we did last year, and uh, which was a big hit. I mean, it was just absolutely gorgeous. That happened. Me and uh, Raven and Sarah Harris were in my office. Uh, we were walking downtown one day, and I said, "Wouldn't it be cool if we wrap these oak trees for Christmas?" And, and they agreed. So we just started popping in businesses right then, and you know, getting feedback, and everybody was for it. So it was, it was a fun event. Yeah, my, I, 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 you, you, you know this, but my and we're at the end of our segment together. But my daughter Tori did a video uh, one night when we were over there having dinner, and I posted it, and it was viewed tens of thousands of times. It we had some music going on in the background, just beautiful. It reminded me of like. Gatlinburg or something like that. It was really cool. Hey, listen, it's been a pleasure, Kenny, to spend some time with you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. You bet. This has been Kenny Holloway, the mayor of the city of Ocean Springs. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Talk Mississippi Media Production.